What it do? We're a little bit pulled back uh, today as we are recording on January 26, 2020, um, the day uh, Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gianna Bryant um, died tragically in a helicopter accident. We're not going to go over all the details here because that's uh, that's not what this podcast is about. You can find that de- details in other news sites, but... We'll talk about a little bit about the context of Kobe's life and maybe our favorite memory um, and just some other NBA uh, talking points here. Matt, do you want to start with a favorite Kobe memory? So this is not anything that actually happened, but I grew up a huge Boston Celtics fan. Still am, right? Mm. And so every kid plays basketball in the driveway. Yeah. And, and you try and get his shots up and like game-winning stuff. So like, I remember I'd just go out and play basketball for hours, but like I would imitate being... Kobe mm. and like and like like he keeping score and then like the next possession like I it's just me by myself but like yeah. I'm on the Celtics and then like I'm putting up two points and so like and then at the end of the game after like being outside for like two hours it's like I like here here comes Matthew Chamberlain guarded <laughs> by Kobe Bryant five four and like doing one of his moves over him to like win the game yeah. like right like but it's because like he he pushed you so hard to like score like in the most difficult impossible ways. And, like, I can go back and watch highlights all day of Kobe, um, even as a Celtics fan, just, like, respect. Like, no defense could stop Kobe Bryant. Like, there was literally nothing you could do, and he was going to put up 30 points every single night, more if he wanted, less if he wanted to actually pass the ball. Like, and, um, like, yeah, just, like, that kind of stuff. Like, Kobe just, like, pushed you to be so great because he just had the ultimate mentality of, like, nothing's going to stop me. And I think that's, like... Yeah, there's moments, of course, the lob to Shaq against Portland and and dunking on everybody, but like that that's the biggest Kobe takeaway for me. Yeah, I think I kind of I would echo that sentiment too. Is like trying to replicate his fadeaway in my driveway, uh, like from the low block, and yeah. just trying to replicate. It. Like it's I mean it's iconic. Like him and MJ had that like in common. But I think by far my favorite Kobe memory is watching his last game with one of my best friends. Uh, it, that was the night, if you remember that, uh, the Warriors broke the regular season win record and like, he just overshadowed it all. Yeah. No one cared. Like, no, like I think let's say the Warriors were on ESPN and like the Utah Lakers game was on ESPN too, but we were all tuned into Kobe cause like, yeah. he was just, you had to be, he was just insane. And like, I think my favorite moment from even within that is when Shaq was like, I challenged him to get 40 before the game. And, <laughs> and he went out, for 60. <laughs> he went out for 60. And like, that's just who Kobe Bryant was. Is like, Oh, you wanted me to do this? Like I'll top it. Do so much more. Do much, so much more. And I, 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 that's like the mentality. That's the competitor mentality. I think that he kind of leaves behind. That's his legacy. Um, yeah. yeah. And like, it's, like going back to those championship runs when he played against the Celtics, like those were yeah. legendary NBA finals. And so it was so cool uh, to watch him in his prime uh, and even ending his career. Uh, it was a really sad moment today. Um, but rest in peace, Kobe Bryant and his daughter, and thoughts out to his family. Matt, a bigger question kind of spurred toward the uh, around this is should games have been played today? Uh, so 
obviously like the, the whole incident happened this morning, but like it didn't really like hit Twitter until like an hour, like of truly like what was actually going like full truth to like an hour before like games were starting today. Yep. And uh, I was out about my wife and like when I dropped my phone, um, when you, you hit me up about this, uh, I was like, that was like one of like the probably the 10 first things that came to my mind um, within like a minute because uh, my mind was racing. Yeah. Um, I was like, they can't cancel games today. Like, people are already in the arenas. Right. Like, right. Like the probably for the first four games of the day. So like you can't cancel it. And I'm like, what came to me was Kobe Bryant played basketball. Like that was his life. It was that and his family. And like, he, we didn't know the full details of the situation, but I'm like, what did he do when he was play? He played basketball. Like that was what he did, and he did it at the best ability. So like, I was okay with them playing the games. I like the little mementos, like teams did out there with the shot clock um, violation or the eight second backcourt violation, like just perfect like little homages to Kobe to, yeah. to Kobe in the situation. Um, totally understand anyone who didn't want to play today. I I couldn't tell you if I if I was a player if I would have pushed to play today or not like Kyrie not playing today like I don't necessarily blame him. Demar finding a way to play today like you you give the dude all the credit in the world and like it's almost like should we even count today's wins and losses? Yeah. <laughs> like play the game and like hey we'll schedule makeup makeups later and I'm not just saying that because my Celtics lost today. <laughs> like it's it's like Kobe feels like he would have played. Yeah. But. At the same time, because of who he was and what he did for the game of basketball, I think Brad Stevens put it really well um, in his pregame interview. Like, he was kind of this generation's Jordan. Like, you and I, like, born in the mid '90s, like, we didn't grow up watching Jordan. Like, we did not watch basketball when he was winning championships, but we watched Kobe yeah. and Shaq, and then we watched Kobe and and Gasol, and uh, and so like. Those were those are the players playing now. Are these dudes in their mid twenties who are like stars? Yeah. But like that's who they emulated um, Idolized and watched. Kobe, yeah. yeah uh, growing up, um, doing those same same moves in their driveway, like United just better. Um, <laughs> much much better. <laughs> um, so like you would get why they wouldn't want to play, but at the same time you would also get like why they would want to play for him. So like I'm fine with it. I I feel like either way. It's okay. Now, if there had been like an outcry from players of like, we have to cancel today and the league didn't cancel, then I feel like I would think differently of this. But since no one really came out and said like, I am, we, we cannot play today. Like none of the players did. I feel like then you got to lean with the players of not saying anything means they're, they're going to play. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's kind of a weird situation, but like the league in, uh, in general, but yeah, I, I agree with you that it's kind of hard to turn the ship on such a big, like, thing. Like, it's mm-hmm. not just so easy as, like, canceling school, per se. Like, No. Uh, there's a lot of things that go into it. Like, when would the games be replayed? Like, you have to, uh, like, reschedule. Like, it's not... You have, like, ten games like, today across the country. Yeah. Like, because uh, it's a Sunday and there's no football and, like, everyone's tuned in and watching. And these are tons of sold-out big games. Like, and... Yeah, like, it's not that easy. It really isn't. There's a lot of logistics to it that is just a nightmare, like a nightmare to get these games replayed because, I mean, there's a playoff race going, and, like, there's... Yeah, and if you really, really, really had to, you could. Yeah. But, like, if 
if no one's saying we need need right. need 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 yeah. to do this besides some people on Twitter, I you you gotta go with it then. Yeah, yeah. I think Pop put it the best in his post game. He was the Spurs lost today, but he said, uh, "Tough game, tough loss. Who cares?" Yeah, and like just kind of like sentimenting like that. Like it's a game, but like there's more to it than this. This exactly. This means more. Um, so moving on from that, we're going to be talking more about, uh, in episode 61, uh, some trade stuff, some all-star stuff. Um, if you haven't followed us on Twitter or Instagram yet, give us a follow there. Um, and we are, uh, you can find us on any, uh, podcast platform of your choosing. If you missed episode 60, we talked about panic button teams, Matt. If you remember, it was a minute ago, but we did it. Yeah, I was out of town last week, so so I, kind of threw our schedule off. Yeah, I had the flu and flu game. Flu game, not so much. <laughs> I just sat in my bed, and <laughs> tried to exist. Um, let's talk about some NBA news, Matt. So, a uh, couple injury bits. So Dwight Powell's out for the year with an Achilles injury um, for the Dallas Mavericks. Mm. Um, I was watching that game when it happened, and just you you can literally see it happen. Yeah. Um, one of those like Kevin Durant types. So um, that was that was tough. Um, we'll talk about what the Mavericks have done about that though here here in a minute. Um, one more bit uh, we'll mention: Laurie Markkinen out four to six weeks um, uh, with an injury for the Bulls, lower body injury. So again, you you and I were talking off here. Like, is Laurie Markkinen good? <laughs> we we don't know because he's missed so much, but also like he plays for the Bulls. So who who can tell if anything anyone's doing for the Bulls means anything, um, good or bad? Who, who knows? Right. Um, please get the man out of there, uh, <laughs> and let's just find out about him. Either so, that or get him on the leadership council. Either one. Something. Uh, <laughs> and then a, a bit of really 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 positive news was Zion Williamson coming good back. Lord, um, this man. Is the like uh, two games in, and I want to like three games in, I guess now. Yeah, and he's it feels like he's just the real deal. Um, is it too late to make him an all star starter? <laughs> um, <laughs> can he be in the dunk uh, contest? Will the Pelicans allow him? No, um, I don't even know if they're letting him jump right now. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, we'll talk more about him and his debut um, here in a bit. But he finally got to got to play, and um, he's looked awesome. He's he's everything that he's hyped up to be. And then a few uh, trades have gone down. Nothing huge, groundbreaking, but but moves nonetheless. Um, so we'll start Hawks Timberwolves. Jeff T going back to Atlanta, um, and he's taking Trayvon Graham with him in exchange for Alan Crabb's expiring <laughs> deal. So I I don't know if this trade means anything at all besides Minnesota is trying to clear. Sp- a roster spot maybe to do a different deal um and atlanta like i don't think they care about anything right now so um there's that king's blazers made a move the kings acquired kent Bazemore, anthony tolliver a couple second round picks from the trailblazers in exchange for trevor reza uh winning gabriel and going back to uh portland is caleb swanigan so the the main piece of that being trevor reza the Blazers hoping that he can help them. I, I had a couple tweets about this on our uh, Couch GM podcast uh, Twitter account, and 
like I don't think this solves their like it certainly doesn't serve their so, solve their long term problem with wing depth. Like you have two like thirty plus year olds playing significant yeah. minutes on your wing yeah. in Portland, and like you're just kind of crossing your fingers and hoping new uh, Nurkic comes back. Like that's your solution like, to all this. If you have told me the starting lineup of the Portland Trailblazers is Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, Trevor Risa, and Carmelo Anthony four years ago, I've been like, oh wow, they're like the number one seed. Um, they could dethrone Golden State. And now in 2019-20, it's like, oh yeah, that, that sucks. Um, and Dame's back must be hurting. So that I mean, I get the idea of the trade. You know, you get a reason for a couple years. He's at least bigger than Baysmore, so he provides a little more defensive versatility. He's been there in the playoffs before. Hopefully, he can help you make the push. But, like, are you expecting Trevor Reese to play more minutes than Kent Baysmore at this point? Probably not. So I like, mean, I saw a tweet about this, and, like, I think Kent Baysmore had scored more than, like, 15 points, like, twice or something like that in his, like, in his Blazers run. And, like, that's fine. Like, I just don't know. Like, it doesn't move the needle much. I mean, they don't need between Bazemore or Risa or whomever. They don't need them to score. That's not. They just need them to play like defense and like yeah, be like a, like they'll move the ball on offense and like kind of help out. Which again, I'm not sure Risa doesn't that much better than Bazemore, but like I guess whatever. Like I guess make your move at least appeal to Dame and yeah. CJ. Like you're trying to do something. It may not be anything, but at least you're trying to do something. Um, Maybe you hold on to your second round picks and you know actually draft someone. Use them. Uh, You've been uh, screaming from that hilltop for like three years. I'm not going to get into it. Um, <laughs> Dallas Mavericks, a couple trades here, uh, small ones, but potentially useful. So made a deal with OKC. The Mavs acquired Justin Patton, who spent um, pretty much the entire year uh, with Oklahoma City's G League team, the Blue, who he's looked really good. Um, from what I've seen, because I've watched a little bit of him actually, is like he looks like he's NBA ready. Like mm. I don't know if he's anything special in the NBA, but like he he can give you NBA minutes yeah. um, for sure. I mean, long, lanky guy, starting to shoot a little bit, um, but obviously his main thing is his length. So hopefully, offensively, be that dive guy, and then also protect the rim a little bit. Um, so Justin Patton um, is could be a useful player, but at the same time, like I don't know if they'll actually use him for anything. So like. He, he's a thing. And then Thunder acquired <laughs> Isaiah Roby, um, who was the second round pick of the Mavericks um, this past year's draft. Yeah, and you know what his uh, draft comp was by a couple people? What? Andre Robertson <laughs> um, and Josh Hustis. So, so definitely a Sam Presti guy. <laughs> I, yeah, um, I think he can score a little more than those guys, but yeah, not much. Um, and then, because honestly, Justin Patton like, probably isn't going to work out in Dallas. Um, just yeah. I think they um, waived him, actually. Did they? Ooh, yikes. Um, they acquired Willie Cauley-Stein um, from the Golden State Warriors in exchange for the Utah Jazz's 2020 second-round pick. So a bad second-round pick because the Utah Jazz are really good. Um, so that would make sense then waiving Patton to make that roster spot for Willie Cauley-Stein because um, he's the slightly better version of Justin Patton. <laughs> so, so like, I, this is kind of confusing. I thought the Warriors were really high on Willie Cauley-Stein coming into the year. Like, did they just think he was, like, not going to re-sign with them? I, yeah, they honestly could have held on to, like, try and get something better than the 2022nd. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess I just don't get it. From the, uh, from the Jazz, especially, like, that's not going to be a good pick. Like, you probably could have sent him somewhere else for a better pick. Yeah. Maybe not a first-round pick, obviously, but, like, a better second. Um... But, I mean, at least you got the deal done. Like, it's officially done. So, like, you don't have to worry about it on February 5th. 
like, oh crap, we stole Willie Colstein. Um, <laughs> Good point. So, I mean, whatever, just get him off the team. And it helps them with the luxury tax bill. Um, I think they ended up saving something like $8 million. Yeah, even though his salary is only like $2 million. Like cut it in half, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, it's it's a good deal for Golden State because they don't care. Yeah. Like, they, they're they tanking. Um, they're trying to get the best draft pick and not pay as much money. So, does that. Smart. Okay, so we got three big topics today, uh, which I'm very excited about. Our first one, though. Matt, the all-star starters were announced. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and I would say for the most part, actually, we did pretty well. Yeah. We as a collective society of people looking who care about this. So we're going to pick all of our bones with this here in a second. Let's let's run through this really quick. Let's run through the West because I think that's the least or the most agreeable, right? Yeah. So from the West, LeBron James voted as captain, most all-star fine getter. Yep. Fine. Anthony Davis, Luka Doncic, James Harden, and finishing out the starting lineup, Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. The only one you could have a little qualm about was Kawhi based off of like his approach to the season and the load management. But like he definitely deserves it to still be in the starting. Matt, Matt, you're all wrong about that. He has a sore knee. Okay. <laughs> it's not loan management. He's resting from an injury, all right? You need to know that. And then the East is... <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not... Well, we, we said we'll just run through the starters and then we'll get into it, so... Okay, the East. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, voted as captain. Yep. Is this his second year as captain? I think so. Uh, Joel Embiid, if mm. he... Uh, plays if he's healthy i would assume he would be healthy by then but uh, who knows pascal siakam first time yeah. all-star uh kimba walker and trey young so we ready to start picking the bones now is, is, is <laughs> okay this... let's just dive into it so trey young making his first all-star appearance as a starter trey young trey young is i like i i was looking through like how would i cast my ballot um because I, I i voted um like who I thought and like I don't just vote like all Celtics like I'm not voting Taco Fall in there like that's stupid <laughs> um I like I get it it's funny like they'll act, never actually start but like it yeah I, I don't actually do it um and like I see the numbers right Trey Young is putting up just gaudy numbers for Atlanta like yeah. 30 points you know 10 assists however many rebounds like three or four like yes his stats look incredible and the highlights on Twitter for 15 seconds videos look really cool. Cause like nutmegging a dude, like shooting a three and it goes in and it looks awesome. Yeah. Um, the Atlanta Hawks are the worst team to watch in basketball. Ooh. Like <laughs> it made my eyes bleed watching the Atlanta Hawks play even like for context, a, a quarter. They, they played the Oklahoma city thunder the other night. Thunder, not known for world beaters on offense. <laughs> they gave up 150 points. To Oklahoma City Thunder. Let me repeat that. A hundred and fifty points. Hundred forty. Hundred forty. <laughs> Which, okay. but Sorry. that's the point. They lo- they lost by thirty to OKC. Like, and then oh, they they bounced back today though. They beat the Wizards one fifty two to one thirty three when the Wizards were starting Bradley Beal and a bunch of G Leaguers. Um, <laughs> Speaking like, of which, Bradley Beal should be an All Star starter, right? Um, I I literally picked Bradley Beal above Trey Young. Like I did because yes, Bradley Beal's team isn't much better. I get that, but if Trey Young's doing it with nobody, 
Bradley Beal's doing it with the corpses of nobody. <laughs> like, he's got Davis Bertans, and that's about it. Like, it's only a two-man team right now. Um, everyone thought John Wall, Bradley Beal was, like, the duo in Washington for years to come. No, it's Beal and Bertans. Um, like, this dude's carrying the city to a better record than what Atlanta has right now still. And that's just one guy. Like, I would have above Trey Young. Like, I, I get the numbers. Trust me. Like, I, I see it. And, like, some, it's more my point of, yeah, somebody has to score. Yeah. Like, you're going to put up, at worst, 90 points. So, like, <laughs> yeah. someone's got to score, like, a combination of guys to get up to 90. So, probably someone's getting over 20. Trey Young, because of his three-point shooting, gets him to 30. But does that mean he's a starter? Is he He's one of the... I mean, I know it's usually not the five best players are the starters because positions, and that's a whole different garbage topic. Um, <laughs> but, like, realistically saying, he's one of the eight best players in the Eastern Conference. No. No, he's not. Um, and, uh, and that doesn't even in regard to healthy or not healthy. Yeah. Because, like, if he would have been a starter because someone's like, I'm not playing, I'm hurt. Right. Fine. Yeah. But, like, he got voted in as a starter. That's what I think it's blowing my mind. Yeah, I would have been fine. What did he do to deserve it? He was the last guy in, kind of. Um, like yeah. That situation, like, uh, reserve, and then he, like, 11 guys picked, and he's, like, the 12th. Like, I'm fine with that. But as a starter, like you're saying, like, it's just, uh, I mean, I get it. Like, he has a cool highlight reel. Like, amazing highlight reel. Oh, yeah, reel. he's ultimate highlight reel guy. And I guess that's what you want for an all-star game to some point. But then put him in the skills competition. <laughs> Three-point contest. But, I mean, there are, uh, I don't know, there are other guys who deserve it, I think, more than him. Um, I, 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 would, I would put Beal in as a starter, honestly. Um, there are a case for a couple other guys. I don't... I don't know. Well, I, I don't like, I know, like, it's not, like, great, but, like, like, Chris Milton, if, if they have you the put best, they him have the on Atlanta, like, yeah, he's the best record in the league. He's, like, the second most important player on that team. And, like, he, if you put him on Atlanta, they would probably have the exact same record. Like, and Trey Young, like, would not work as well in Milwaukee. Like Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry has had a fantastic year for Toronto, making them the two seed right now. Like, come on. Jimmy Butler, and I know there's some like controversy, like, is he a guard? Is he a forward? He's a guard because Duncan Robinson's not a guard. Um, just because he's white doesn't make him a guard. Um, <laughs> a guard or center. Um, Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum, however you want to qualify what position they are. Again, I don't know if I would actually vote them in above Trey Young, but like, I would seriously have to think about it. Uh, yeah, Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon, a hundred times over, belongs in over Trey Young. Um, for me, Ben Simmons, because he's probably a guard. You know, he looks like a forward. I I would probably put Simmons in because Simmons plays defense. Yeah, right. Like, and then I get why Kyrie's not a starter. I wouldn't want Kyrie to be a starter. I'm honestly surprised he didn't get more votes as a starter, just personally. But like, th- that's a thing. And then Brad Beal. That's really like the East. Well, J- Jimmy Butler, um, too. Like, it's kind of surprising that he's not even in the top. I mean, I guess he's considered a forward, but, like... He shouldn't be considered a forward. That, that's the number one problem. Yeah. Is, like... Because it's, like, literally Duncan Robinson, Myers Leonard, and Bam Adebayo starting. 
So like none of those guys are guards. Therefore, Jimmy Butler has to be a guard. Yeah. Like it, if, it's if, just the reality of if it. If Ben Simmons can be considered a guard, I don't understand why Jimmy Butler can't. Like yeah. he has this, the ball in his hands most of the time. Like, yeah. Uh, I, if Doncic can be considered a guard, why can't Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler be considered a guard? Yeah. I would have Jimmy Butler, probably Jimmy Butler, Bradley Beal, and over Trey Young. If I had the like for the guard. I would say there. those two for me for me personally and Brogdon are yeah. all above Trey Young. And you can make a really good case for Lowry, probably Tatum or or Brown, whichever you qualify for position, because they both can't qualify for the position. But. Can we get our boy Van Fleet some love? Okay, yeah, Fred Van Fleet also. Um, so, like, there's three, four guys right there that yeah. you say have as good or not better of a case than Trey Young, because they're and they're also on good teams. Like, they're if you put any of those guys on Atlanta, they're contributing. Like, to they're, they're putting up thirty plus points. Atlanta probably has a better record, and like, I don't know. Maybe that's not a fair way of like determining like this guy is better than this guy. This guy is performing this stats. These guys are putting up these stats. Like, but at the same time, like if I'm gonna lean one way, I'm gonna lean toward the guy who like makes his team better and wins. Yeah. At the end of the day, I guess I care about that. So. Yeah, I mean that's another conversation to be had is like how much does winning sway your vote in this All Star thing? And if you're coming down to the fifth starter spot. And it's like this guy or, or one of these couple others, yeah, it, yeah. It, that that's what would swing it. I think me. it does matter to me too, because like I don't know if you're, I don't know, like throw an insert like uh, if we're criticizing Devin Booker or if we're holding that over Devin Booker's head. We have for the last like three years. Yeah, like, like we he, we as NBA viewers, voters. yeah, viewers, voters, yeah, we have. And it's essentially been, well, you're not getting into the All-Star game because you haven't won enough. You haven't done anything important. And it's like, can't that be the same case for Trey Young? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> like, like it's the same thing. Uh, so, like, if Booker doesn't get in, I would be pissed if I was Devin Booker. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, and honestly, Devin Booker is a significantly better basketball player than Trey Young is right now. Trey yeah. Young's, Young's a better passer. Sure. But, like, okay, I've seen Devin Booker, like, try a little bit on defense and also like Devin Booker can not only shoot threes, but like he can get to the rim. He can like do more for his team than Trey Young can because Trey Young is like four feet tall. <laughs> yeah. That's just part of the problem with Trey Young. Now in an all-star game, who cares? Right. But like an actual basketball that actually matters, which is what you've had to use to base your vote on Devin Booker is better. I know it's a West East thing, which also why do we have conferences? Um, but again, <laughs> Another day, just, another time. Just nominate the best twenty-four players, right? Okay. Y- yes. No. Like uh, if we're just yes! do- doing this captains thing, like what's the point? Just let them pick whoever they want. Then if LeBron wants to bring Alex Caruso, then let him bring Alex Caruso. <laughs> if he wants to bring KCP, let him bring KCP. But like I, you know, at the end of the day, though, like I think like someone would be like, okay, no, here's your pool of players <laughs> to pick from. Um, but still, somehow, like maybe people can vote for like the fifty-player pool. Yeah. That they get to pick from. Yeah. And then they pick from it. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the All-Star game thing is kind of jacked up. They need to fix it. But, I mean, I guess you could say that Rudy Gobert deserves to be in the West starting lineup. He deserves to be in the West, like, period, as an All-Star. Yeah, right? no, he he has to be an All-Star. Like, if he's not All-Star this year, he's never going to be an All-Star. Probably not. Which is just disappointing. Which, I get why he didn't make the, the team as a starter but with lebron 
Davis and Leonard. But like that makes sense. So like are it's we, the Leonard thing. Are we considering Anthony Davis a forward then? Because he I it's mean, it's front court back court. That, that's uh, how it's listed. It's front court uh, back court. Yeah, I forgot. It's the also which if we've taken away NBA. center power forward small forward, why not just take away positions? Like yeah. we're going front court back court. For what about the teams that run a three guard? OKC running out Chris Paul, SGA, and Dennis Schroeder. Okay, one of them has to be a front court guy. Then by these <laughs> definitions, I'm like that's not true. Like the all NBA is very like structured around the like guards, forward, center. center. Uh, why not just do away with that too? Exactly. But, uh, another topic either, for another time. Either right? lean in all the way or don't. Right. But. Right. So topic, we can move on to topic number two. Even though we're hypocritical of Trey Young, we're going to continue talking about Trey Young. Men mixed with Luka Doncic and other other young guys. Better players, yeah. Better players. <laughs> Matt's just going right for the throat tonight. Um, <clears throat> so let's open by talking about first-year guys. We just talked a little bit about all-stars and second-year guys. Zion Williamson debuted. Yes, he did. And John Morant has been playing unbelievable this year. Have the Grizzlies in a playoff spot right now. Let, let's just take a second and appreciate that. The Memphis Grizzlies are in eight seed with Jay Crowder and a bun like Dylan Brooks is a key. Dylan part Brooks to- is like playing incredible. Dylan Brooks should be an all star. <laughs> Let's pump the brakes on that one. <laughs> uh, like they're starting like Kyle Anderson and Jonas Valanciunas and they still have Triple J. It's like the most definition of like play guys who don't suck and like you're gonna win games. Yeah, and like John Morant is. The leader of this team. Like, a highlight reel. Like, his vision is incredible for year one. Like, incredible. John Morant is everything Trey Young wishes he could be. <laughs> he he can still shoot, right? Play, like play some jo- defense? He can play defense. He can pass just as well as Trey Young can pass. He rebounds better. You're right, plays better defense. And he can actually jump. He can, yeah. He almost... Ended Kevin Love's career. He is trying to murder people out there, and it's incredible. Him and Jaron Jackson Jr. It just might be the scariest, one of the scariest things, like in yeah. the NBA for the next five six years. Like if they stay healthy, that is, I mean, yeah, that's better than Crying City would ever be. Inversely of that, this lineup of potentially of Drew Holiday, Brandon Ingram, like JJ Redick or Lonzo, whoever you want yeah. to throw out there, Zion. And, like, Josh Hart? Yeah, like, literally however you want to mix it around, like, the main three guys. Like, it's it can be incredible. Like, Derek Favors giving them, like, great minutes if they want to play him at the five and Zion at the four. Like, this is... It's the Pelicans team we talked about at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Like, this is the team you want to watch. Yeah. And they've been a letdown because they haven't had Zion. Because his six- to eight-week injury took... 14 weeks um, <laughs> yeah. because they were being so, so, so careful with it. And I can't blame them for that. Uh, but like, they're only four and a half games out of the eight seed. Yeah. I think that like, if this becomes uh, just like a battle between John Morant and Zion Williamson for the eight seed in year one, can you imagine what it's going to be in like three or four years down yeah. the road? They're battling for like the two, one. three. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I think going back to Zion, I think his best position is ultimately going to be small ball five. Yes, and it's the Draymond role. It's the Draymond role with 
unbelievable athleticism. Yes. Like, athleticism, I don't think we can put into words. (laughs) Like, the dude is coming weak side and swatting a basketball and making it look like a, like, I don't know, like a kid's, like, inflatable ball. It, it looked like, you know, like those things like NBA cares when they're out there with, like, yeah. kids at the, the, the rec center. And Zion looks like that. Yeah. Like, he's out there flying around, and all these other people are, like, eight-year-olds. <laughs> it's like the mascot, like the mascot videos playing, like, little kids in tackle football. It's yep. essentially that. I. It's just, like, these two... M- like this one-two draft that we just had in this past 2019 might be the most like elite one-two we've had in a while. It, it right? truly is incredible. Like if if this keeps up, like even just God, the pace they're at for the next like three years. Like if they just aren't not even pay, if they just plateaued for the next three years, you'd be <laughs> yeah. like, wow. And in a year three, John Morant's a really great point guard. It's like yeah, he's doing it in the first 40 games. Like that's incredible. Or Zion, like. I know the first three quarters of his debut didn't look that great because, like, basically they just told him not to do anything. Like, just kind of get out there and get your legs, like, loose. And then the fourth quarter, they're like, you know what? Yeah, go ahead and play basketball. <laughs> and he went for, like, 17 straight. Right? Like, the, it really could be, like, the trajectory of the league can, like, have a foundation on these two guys. This is, like, going to be – I mean, it's kind of – I don't want to, like, make it too hyperbolic, but it kind of feels like a way – James. I'll like, say the 2004 draft, yeah. right? Like 2004 with Mello in there, also Chris Bosh in there. Like the, it's that kind of draft. Now it may not have four guys. This draft may have been split up, or that draft split up over two drafts: the Luca Trey, yeah. and then Zion Jaw. But like whatever, it's four guys, basically all 20 years old. Yep. And balling. Yeah, the Lu- uh, Luca and Trey on making All Star in their second year. Like is also yeah. very all star starters. Yeah, all star starters is incredible. Luca has deserved it. Like oh, he has a thousand been, times. He has been every bit as good. Like I don't. Know. He's a legit MVP. Yeah, like and that, in Neo too, and like mm-hmm. he's he's got like his ability to get the rim. We've ranted and raved about this, but his ability to get to the rim this year has been incredible. And finishing around the rim has really yeah. like elevated his game. Um, because he can take that step back move that he used so much last year and just like bait defenders into stepping mm-hmm. out. And it's really good. It's really fun to watch. Um, we've talked, we've done our bit about Trey Young, but these four guys, I, who, oh man, we got one, two in the West, or three in the West, two, one in the East. Yeah. Which is kind of disappointing. Like, I wish Memphis Again, was in, in the East. Should be. Should be in the East. Because then, like, that parody for the next, like, ten years is just going to be so much fun. Yeah. Well, like, the East, like, always seems like they don't care about young guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's a good point. Know, uh, My, when's the last time Miami's, like, draft, oh, drafted someone? I mean, bam. <laughs> bam? Like, a couple years ago? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, like, it's just... It's going to be a lot of fun. These guys, young guys are incredible. Do you expect Zion and Jaw to be in the playoff, or not playoff conversation, but the all-star conversation next year? They Starters, you know, probably not still because, like, I don't see really any of the guys that's in this year, like, doing anything to, like, not be in it aside from an injury, right? Mm-hmm. Um and even then, there are a couple other guys that could have had a really good case for starting, like Gobert, um, for example. So, like, it's hard to, like, break them into it. 
Um, but like they're definitely on the team. Yeah. Um, assuming all is still fine and healthy and and whatever, like they they should be. Now again, the West is so deep in talent. Like just looking for a spot for Jaw this year is hard because of like how many really great players there are. Um, you even get into like the Donovan Mitchells of the world. Like, mm. should PG have a spot, even though he's missed a lot? Maybe, maybe not, because he was out there. He's great. When he's hurt, he's hurt. Um, but like, should should Russell Westbrook not make it for John Morant? I could answer that question for you right now. Russell Westbrook should not make the All Star team, <laughs> even not, though he's played really well. I'm not sure about that. Like, I'm for this year. I'm fine with him missing it. But if you're saying Josh should get in, yeah, then, that, that, then, that's a then, it's, then it's the conversation of like, I I would probably end up giving the nod to Russ. Yeah. Um, because if Jaw has nothing around him aside from Harden, Westbrook has nothing around him either. Um, <laughs> so there's that again, Dame, including James Harden. Woo. <laughs> uh, uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. But like Dame, Kerry, and Hassan Whiteside, like. Yeah. And the corpse of CJ McCollum because <laughs> never playing. Um, like he should get rewarded for that again. Devin Booker, um, yeah. Brandon Ingram, yeah, Drew Brand- Holiday. Like, Brandon Ingram has a really good case to be in the All Star game this year. And those are like all guards. Yeah. Like that's not even getting into like bigs and should Luca qualify one way or the other or anything like that. Um, so like, I Jaws Jaws an All Star player. Will he make the All Star team next year? Let alone even this year. I don't know. Zion, kind of same thing. Zion probably has a better chance just because, like, people want to see Zion. Yeah. Right? Like, right. I, it kind of gets into that, that kind of stuff of, like, what veteran are you taking out who maybe is equally as good or performing equally as good for him? All the times, coaches are just going to go with the vet. Yeah, that's kind of another thing, like, folded into this all-star conversation. Is like, what do you have to do to not make – like, in Russell Westbrook's case, like, what do you – like, you kind of have to be dethroned, right? Yeah. Like someone either has Luca to, has to play so well, which he has, yeah, or yeah, like you you have to be hurt almost, or go on like the rapid decline. Yeah, and like Russell hasn't done that. Oh, Chris Paul, we need a little Chris Paul in there for who yeah. should be getting in. Yeah, too. I mean like SGA, SGA, like it, it's a hard conversation to have of who's missing, and you only get twelve spots. Yeah, and required some of them are front court guys. <laughs> That's. Uh, Oh man, this is just a nightmare. But I, I would expect them to be in the conversation next year, right? Like that, they I, definitely that, have to be. That, like that's the kind of the point. They're going to be trending in that direction. Like top Luca, eighteen guys for the conference. Yeah, Luca was in the conversation. Trey, not so much. He kind of came on post All Star break and then has done the Twitter highlight thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so interesting to watch the young guns and the kind of shifting of the league. I would say. Into yeah, 2020 and beyond, uh, because this next decade could be a lot defined by those four guys. Yeah, no, they they really could, um, like usher in the league. Yeah, and that's not even saying like, are there other guys who are going to be on the come up like R.J. Barrett and, and and a few others that really could. Yeah. Um, but like just to have like a, almost a very clear four already is is great for the league. Yeah, can definitely hang their hat on those those. It's good that they're in. Some, pretty much small markets too they're not like in the la's of the yeah. world already um so moving on to our last topic matt we have to make an amendment to episode <laughs> 60 yes sometimes it happens <clears throat> we talked about panic button teams in episode 60 if you recall houston rockets it's time to hit that panic button <laughs> 
the the bleeping panic no, button. The bleeping panic button. I mean, that, James Harden has looked the opposite of MVP. I don't know what to describe his play as. Lackluster, not engaged. Like, he's not even engaged on offense. Like, the other night, he went 3 of 13 for 13 points. Yeah. And Russell Westbrook was out there trying to, like, triple-double, trying to get this team wins. They're in the sixth seed now. They've slipped to the six, tied with the Mavericks for the five, essentially, right? Yeah. The Oklahoma City Thunder in the seven are now one game back. Yep. And they have looked really good this year. They look like they're playing basketball as a team. Yeah. Um, the Houston Rockets are playing playoff rotation minutes right now. Which is absolutely absurd. And their depth is... I mean, we talked about this at the beginning of the year. Their depth is trash. Yeah, sure is. <laughs> they don't have... Uh, and there's no, like, opt-out options. For, like, they don't have options to go get another guy. You would have to trade Eric Gordon. And they could still trade this year's pick. In theory, they really, really, really don't want to pl- trade Eric Gordon. But Eric Gordon has not helped this team at all this year. Like, he's I, had like three good games, I feel like. And I get it. Like, you kind of want to, like, you feel like this group was has been on the verge for the last couple seasons, and your biggest roadblock has been Golden State. I know that's their mindset, right? Yeah. I mean, it kind of has to be. Um, I just don't see... This version of this team going deep into the playoffs. Right now, who mm-hmm. would they play? Um, at, if they're the six right now, yeah. then they got to play the three. So the Jazz or Clippers, just depending. Yeah. Would you pick them in either one of those series to be favorite? Definitely not against the Clippers. The Jazz. The Jazz is an interesting it's a It's probably a seven-game series. Um, you might have to lean hard in. And that just because game seven. Right. But at the same time, like Donovan Mitchell's been a baller. Yeah. So he's been really good in late fourth quarter situations. Rudy Gobert has been exposed in that series before. You feel like they have a better chance at doubling Harden, though, because Westbrook can't hasn't been able to shoot. <clears throat> he's he's kind of figured some stuff out the last couple weeks for sure. That's true. That is on the like opposite end of that. Like if you're talking about this team as a whole. Like, Russell Westbrook has taken less threes. He's driven to the hole more. Yeah. Been semi-more efficient for Russell Westbrook. Uh, so, I I don't know. I don't, like, <clears throat> they lost, they've lost to the Thunder, like, twice recently. It just feels like this team is slipping out of contention, and we're seeing that this window, like, close for this group of the Rockets, yeah. right? It definitely feels that way. Like, to me, they, their chances were, you know, for the last three years. And really in the NBA, like, you don't get much of a window past, like, three years. Yeah. Like, that that's three, maybe four, four good runs at it. And then, like, there, it's just almost inevitable, like, your team has to break up. Yep. Like, even a LeBron team really has not, like, at that high level, has not lasted past, like, four years. It's hard to win. It is. Like, it's hard to win in the NBA. Even, like, Golden State, like, honestly, if they don't go get Durant, like, are they winning another one or two titles i mean maybe that that's an interesting conversation to have because it depends on what durant does but you have to feel that group i don't know how that group recovers after 
blowing a 3-1 lead like yeah. that to Cleveland. Exactly. Like, all of a sudden, like, Golden State, like, we're not talking about them as, like, the, like, eight-year dynasty that they, like, kind of were. Like, we're talking about them as, like, a nice, like, yeah. three, four years. Like, that was really cool to kind of come out of nowhere. Steph Curry's amazing. Change the league. Yeah, and change the league, and, and now we're on to something else. Like, Durant altered that um, in, a, in a major way. So, like, there's really hasn't been a team that's gone on, like, a sustained, like, three, four-year run. And maybe the Rockets, like, just happened to fall at the wrong time. Maybe, you know, they were, like, the old Houston Rockets. Like, just, they they couldn't catch a break. Or, like, the Utah Jazz. They couldn't catch a break with, like, Malone and Stockton. Mm. And there was a, that couple-year gap, and the Houston Rockets with the Lajuan won, won uh, championships. So, like, maybe they just didn't get lucky in, like, where they fell. I would push back about that, though, because they did have their chance. I mean, yeah, they did. And they blew it. Maybe that's just it. You had your chance, and you blew it. Yeah. And it's like, you don't deserve another one. Yeah, I mean, like, the rant was injured. They had, a, like, game six in Houston. At home. At home to win, to go to, go to play the Cleveland Cavaliers in the NBA championship. And you, you missed your chance. You missed your opportunity. Yeah. I just don't know, like, what this team, like, it feels like James Harden has to go on. Like, just a ridiculous, like, 50-point streak again to get this team back in serious contention. And I don't yeah. know if that's sustainable. I One part of this, to me, is that like, Harden has always been criticized for his body. Yeah. And the dude's, like, 30 years old. Like, going to turn 31 in August. Yep. Like, I mean, he's only... Of course, he can play for another five, eight years, but, like... How many of those are going to be like elite years? Like really, just a couple. And like, he's always been a bigger guy. Now, like that's helped him with like not getting abused on defense, like on switches, which is what Houston's done. So like that's been mightily helpful. But like he's playing like two twenty, two thirty. Like maybe we need to say James Harden, you need to lose some weight and get in better shape. And like, because like obviously like his legs are not under him. Um, like when he's shooting, like he, it, it looks flat. It looks bad. Like. And, you know, like, it's kind of catching up, like, you know, we can, everyone else can take threes, too, and still play some post-game and still play defense. That's kind of the thing. I think the team, more teams have kind of caught on to this analytics thing. And, like, I think Zach Lowe put it really well in that, like, their number, the number that they had started at the beginning of the game was so huge a couple years ago. Yeah. That now it's been cut in half almost because teams have caught up to them in this analytics department and like their margin for victory now is really slim. Yeah. Like literally if Harden's just having a bad night, like it's, it literally takes like a heroic effort from Westbrook for them to have a chance. Yeah. And if it almost makes sense considering like, if you look at their like salary, like as of this year, like they're paying both Harden and Westbrook like 38, $39 million each. Yeah. So, like, when you're paying two guys that much money, like, literally that percentage of your cap, like, you almost expect them to have to be, like, superheroes every night for your team. Because, like, they're getting paid five, ten more million dollars per year than anyone else in the league. And those that's one, two, three decent players that you could have on your team instead. So, like, yeah, you've kind of got to take the place of the lack of the depth because, like, you're, you're taking their money for it, like, yeah, you, you're, you're putting minimum guys there so you can fill out your bench. But like, they're not actually playing. So, like, it, it's almost like it makes sense if you think about it that way, um, that they have to do that much. But it's really easy to not do that much because they get tired 
because they're professional athletes and like they're having to play 82 games and playoffs. And when they've done that for year after year after year after year, like it, it's just not sustainable. Like Jordan had to take two years off. Yeah. Like, and I know there's other things going on too, but like, (laughs) I don't know that Jordan, like if he plays those two years, like, does he go eight straight? Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Like, that's just kind of how it is. Like, he took a two-year hiatus, got his legs back under him, and then came back and won three more because he was that great. He could step back into it. But, like, like LeBron, like, did not – he's gone to, like, a ton of finals in a row. He went to, like, eight straight or whatever. But, like, even last year, like, you saw it kind of collapse, and, like, they needed help. Yeah. And, and they got him help. Like, he could not carry that Lakers team. No one expected him to because it was a trash team. But, like, <laughs> even some of those teams, like, he was carrying – like, he needed a lot of help just to get there, and they only won a, a few of them. Like that, that's just kind of the reality. And those are like great, 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 great players. Harden's like really good. Like even with like a historical like context, like he's one of the greatest offensive players ever. But like if you don't really play defense and your offensive game is predicated on shooting, like that's a common misconception with Kobe. Like he, he was just a shooter. Kobe dunked on dudes all the damn time. <laughs> like he yeah. jammed on anybody who got in his way. Like he could get to the rim and at, at will. That's how he started his career as yeah. a slasher. And, like, yeah, of course, you know, when he's 34, he's, he's not, you know, attacking every night. But James Harden's not 34 yet either. Right. James Harden for the last three years has not done that. Like, Kobe, when he was 27, was going and hammering on dudes. Like, James Harden's just so predicated on the jump shot. It's just, there's, like, as you were saying with Zach Lowe, it's a great point. There's just not a lot of room for error. Like, you, you can't miss. At least not much. Or else, like, you, you're kind of putting yourself between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. And, and I don't... I don't know what Daryl Morey's supposed to do about this, besides trade Capella or Gordon for pieces. Multiple, multiple. Yeah. Split the asset, one asset, into multiple players. But even that's really difficult to do. Like, it's... Like, the con- there's yeah. not a lot of those mid-tier contracts. Like, Capella's a nice contract. He's making under 20, right? He's yeah, I like think he's 18, like 18, something. something like that. Yeah. So like, I don't. The, I don't the one team that's really come into my mind of like, what does Houston want slash need is going and giving Sacramento a call, and asking for like Dwayne Dedman who wants out of there. Yeah, vocally said he wants out of there. Dwayne Dedman and then Bogdanovich who wants out of there, and they know they can't pay him. Like yeah. that's. Like twenty one, twenty two million dollars. You give them Capella for like whatever he's at, like seventeen or something. Um, yeah, sixteen and a half. You probably gotta attach like something else, like Cephalosha or Nene's three million dollar contract. I mean, that's pretty much it. Attach a pick, and you know, like to see if Sacramento will take it, just to get out of that just nightmare of contract situations they have going on. Yeah, I think that. I- Something like that is what they have to do is to like find a cheaper center yeah. because centers um, kind of have that stretchability and then find honestly another playmaker on the outside. Yeah. Um, someone who can play on ball. Shooter. Or off ball. Yeah. And you know, long-term yeah. Bogdanovich may not be able to stay there because again, money, but like it's something. Yeah. You could still trade Eric Gordon too. And like, yeah, you're revamping your whole team. It feels like then mid season, but like LeBron did it. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what this group kind of needs is a revamp. A like, uh, let D'Antoni be a coach. Yeah, let's get a team in there. Yeah, and like let's play 
like with more than just two guys. Yeah, I think Mike D'Antoni said the other night uh, that he was going to try to limit P.J. Tucker to like 30 minutes. And I don't think he's hit that once. Like since PJ Tucker should not be playing more than thirty minutes per game in the regular season to start with. Yeah, and you're talking about limiting him down to thirty minutes. <laughs> like that—that's part of the problem too. Is like PJ Tucker is your best defender. Yeah, and like you—you you need him. You hundred percent need him, and he's gonna be gassed. He already looks gassed. It's like what's gonna happen in games 60, 70, 80, and then once you make the playoffs. Yeah, like he's got to guard Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, like ninety game ninety. What does that yeah. look like? Yeah. It, it, I I had I mean I had the Houston Rockets in the top tier of the West to start the season. I think I had them probably around the one or two mark, uh, just because I believed James Harden, Russell Westbrook would care about that so much. Mm-hmm. They're not going to sniff anywhere close to no. hosting uh, a playoff a playoff series. I don't think in the first round. Harden would really have to like get himself back together. He would have which, to go to Supernova, which again possible, but then how sustainable is it? Right. Even if you do that to get to the four, how worth it is it? <laughs> yeah, you're going to end up playing Dallas, right? Probably, maybe, yeah, if, something. If Oklahoma City, Dallas. Somewhere in there, two. yeah. And I don't think you want to play either one of those teams. I don't think they want to play any of the teams because the West is really good from one to six. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Unless you're going to play the like one eight, like then yeah, you, yeah. Don't, you don't want to play any of these teams. So there's our amendment to episode 60. Houston Rockets hit, hit the bleepin' panic button, because it's time to hit the bleepin' panic button. Matt, do you want to say anything else before we uh, end this podcast? You know, I'm glad we got to pod. It's the yeah. same way the NBA, like, in a way, like, I'm glad they got to play today. Like, and when this was pre-scheduled, all that, I'm, I'm really glad it worked out this way. Yeah, it... it I'm Obviously, gl- the topics, like, suck. Yeah. But, like... It, it's good that we... It just happened that we were podcasting today because we could get our our um, thoughts and prayers out to Kobe Bryant's family and their hard time and share some nice Kobe memories because, man, watching Kobe is a lot of fun. Need to go find like a piece of paper, ball it up, and shoot, Kobe. It, and shoot it into a trash can. Yeah. Well, that's all we have for episode 61. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you back for episode 62 uh, whenever that is. Enjoy it the rest of your week. Yeah.